Hey everybody, welcome to Spiritual Side Notes. Uh, I was just trying to make my wife laugh a little bit uh, before we got rolling. Um, we were off last week because, uh, well, Haley was out of town and yeah. I had uh, a sick kid that turned into two sick kids that wouldn't sleep past 5 a.m. And I tried to record during nap time a solo episode. Nap time didn't really happen. So, uh, alas. We missed last week, but we are back this week, and we are going to be talking about decorating your house. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that's a topic we're going to be <laughs> discussing. No, just joking. Um, we were talking about that earlier because talking about what decorating your house, decorating our house yeah. being the topic of discussion. And that my two words would be couch, <laughs> couch pillows, couch pillows. Yes, <laughs> Haley loves couch pillows. I thought everyone would, but come to find out. Everyone moves them when they sit down, so yep. they don't really do anything. I thought they'd be comfy. Mm, but like to sit on or to hold? Yeah, or to, to hold, to cuddle up against. Like sometimes mm. my back hurts, so I like having something mm. behind me. But apparently I picked really big couch pillows or something. It's just funny to me that the reasons I got them are, yeah, yep. a mute point. <laughs> Uh, so we are not actually talking about couch pillows um, tonight, other than what you just heard. Um, <laughs> but we are going to be talking about joy, uh, the concept, and not just the concept, but the application of joy in our lives, what that looks like. Um, but before we do that, got any quotes? Got any mm-hmm. quotes or Haganisms, since he doesn't really... Use words yet? Well, right now he says my name, Mamma Mummy, <laughs> Mamma Me, and he doesn't have many words, so it's one of his only words. So then tonight he was looking at Shay, going, Mamma Mummy, <laughs> like no, that's that's Dad, Daddy. <laughs> so I actually, I came home to that from my trip to him going, Mamma Me. <laughs> And I love it. And then today I was like, oh, I'm getting a little annoyed. <laughs> I was not choosing joy, ironically, um, since we're talking about that. I know there is, there's there been a couple of things from Athelia that have made me laugh, but I can't think of what they are. Mostly right, right now. now she's trying to put Hagen in timeout for yes. doing things. Uh, we, yeah. <laughs> we came back into the living room earlier and she's like, I put him in timeout because he hit me. <laughs> it's like, I was like, oh, okay. is that why he's crying? Yep. No, you... <laughs> You don't put Hagen in timeout. I can put him in timeout when I'm older. No, not when... Yes, when I'm older, I will put him in timeout. She's convinced that she will be his mother someday. That is her right. (laughs) She's hilarious. Uh, So it's not really a quote, but Hagen came into the kitchen, like, screaming at us earlier and was trying to get us to follow him and trying to figure out, what what do you want? (laughs) Trying to figure it out. Finally, Haley's like, maybe he wants you to follow him. So I followed him, and he started, like, running into the (laughs) living room. And he got to the living room, and he pointed at the TV and then sat down in the middle of the living room because he wanted to watch a movie. (laughs) He heard Athelia mention something about a movie, like, two minutes before that and was convinced we were watching a movie. So he's like, come, start my movie. (laughs) It's rather entertaining. (laughs) Um, And that uh, those types of things, man, that just makes me laugh. So yes, good. It's hilarious. So Joy, do you have any initial thoughts on Joy or do you want me to ask some questions or prompts or what's your thought here? Hmm. So this is something I 
have been learning about for a long time, whether or not I knew I was learning it. Like it was, um, even if it's, I was learning it because there was such a lack of it in my life. Um, and God was like speaking to me in those seasons and moments about who he was still, because he's so, so patient. Um, but joy is a choice. And I think for a long time I thought it, not that I, I don't know if I even really thought about it as being a choice or not. I was just like not joyful mm. because I wasn't happy yeah. because I was choosing like an attitude, if I'm honest, of like selfishness or self-pity or um, a lot of negativity. Like whatever I was looking for, I was finding. And a lot of that was blame or like that life had to do with me, like Everything was a reflection of me. Nothing was going to go the way I wanted it to. Why do all of these things happen to me? Just mindsets that actually shove out joy. Um, so by choosing those mindsets, I was not choosing joy. And I believe like a part of joy is choosing gratitude and practicing Thanksgiving and being thankful for who you are, where you are, who God is, where he's placed you. And I wasn't good at that either. Like, I was really good at complaining mm. about things um, and felt happy in moments when things felt like they were going well. And maybe there were bits of joy in there, too. But joy is a choice that you can hold in the midst of sorrow or difficulty or you know, moments where things are hard and you have to use extreme effort to persevere that can exist with joy just like happiness or elation or celebration with joy. Um, and I didn't understand that for a long time, that there's actually a balance that can occur where you can experience extreme joy and extreme sorrow all at the same time. Yeah. So um, that's the place I've been lately where there's just been a lot of hardship, a lot of sorrow, mm. not just in my life, but in the lives of people around me. Yeah. But it's been balanced by this incredible joy and peace that has come from many, many seasons of learning to choose that path, even when it's difficult, yeah. because creating that path is hard, especially if you haven't lived in that path before. I think it's hard anyway as a human, hmm. um, because we're in our fallen sin nature. We're just way more apt to choose selfishness, complaining like that's easy yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, choosing joy becomes easier the more that you do it become because your brain becomes neurologically aware of that pathway, mm -hmm. but it also is affected by your heart. I think that is literally what it means when it says transform my heart by the renewing of our minds because then you start to believe what it is you're thinking, mm -hmm. even if you don't feel it. Even if you don't feel joy, I can choose gratitude and thanksgiving, humility, Um Anyway, those are some of just, like, my initial thoughts that I feel like we could go down any of those, hmm. like, pathways um, yeah. to talk about it. Like, I feel like this topic could go on for a really long time hmm. because I think there, there are just lots of layers as to why it's possible and how it's possible and um, how to not choose it well. So, yeah, that's that. So, <clears throat> one key difference or not difference. One key thing to 
distinguish between is that joy is not happiness yeah and vice versa um and i said for a long time i was like god doesn't want us to be happy right like that's not he wants us to be joyful um but i think that that's actually wrong the older i get i do think that god wants us to be happy just like as a father i want my kids to experience happiness I want them to experience that. But happiness is more of a reaction to the surrounding, um, whereas joy, like you said, is a choice no matter what. And we have access to the Holy Spirit to fill us with his joy. Um, and so this idea of like um, of happiness, I think God wants us to be happy, but um, that is not his primary concern. That his primary concern is the quality of our relationship with him, um, our character, um, that we would come to him and run to him and, and just stay in right relationship with him. So I think he does want us to be happy, but um, he's also okay when we're not, right? Because life experiences sadness and hardship and other things like you'd mentioned. Um, but we always can be joyful. We can always choose choose joy no matter what's going on around us um, because they're not the same because joy is is a choice like you said yeah I would say happiness is an emotion a feeling and joy is um, a state of being or a posture yeah of attitude in your heart but I think I'd push back on the God wants us to be happy and maybe it's because I've heard that so much used in a way that's actually not true like mm. <clears throat> if my life isn't happy, does God not love me? Or because I'm not happy, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z because God wants me to be happy. Hmm. Like if my marriage is hard, like, well, God wants me to be happy and I'm not, so I'm done. No, that's not, I just, I would say that's not even like biblically accurate. But I, I see what you're saying by like, I want my kids to experience the feeling of happiness but saying, like, I want them to be happy, like, the state of being happy all the time, like, it just isn't possible as a human because we're going to experience other emotion. We're going to experience sadness and, um, you know, grief, frustration. Like, you're not always going to be happy, but you can always be joyful in the midst of experiencing those other feelings. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think I just pushed back on the vocabulary a little bit because of how it's been used and how I think a lot of listeners would have heard it being used and maybe even potentially use it themselves that I don't know that I would say that God wants us to be happy. Though I'm, he created the feeling of happiness. So I think that's something that's exciting to experience. Like, I like feeling happy. Mm-hmm. Um. But just because I don't feel that all the time doesn't mean God doesn't love me or that I'm doing something wrong because God wants me to be happy. Shouldn't I be happy? Like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, our emotions are affected by lots of things. So we aren't always going to feel happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, when I was saying that, I wasn't saying a state of being happy. I meant to experience happiness. Gotcha. Yeah. That's what I thought you meant because you said like, Something along those lines about like having our kids experience happiness. Yeah. But I just wanted to clarify for really the listener's sake that, and to make sure we're on the same page, that it's not um, 
the state of being that God is interested in us having, but joy is and humility Correct. and Yeah, that's why I say it's not his primary concern. Like I want Athalia to be angry at times. Like I want her to learn how to manage that emotion. Doesn't mean I want her to always and only be angry. Um, <clears throat> but I need her to feel those things in order for us to nav- help her navigate what you do when you feel angry. So um, that's more what I meant, like those mm-hmm. moments. But, <clears throat> but yeah, God's ha- or our happiness is not God's primary concern. That's not what he's after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But with joy, <clears throat> um, you mentioned like specifically, sorry, I'm coughing a little bit from uh, it's lingering from a cold, but um, you mentioned a lot of other people in your life have been experiencing a lot of grief and hardship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how have you been finding joy in sitting with those people? And like, how do you infuse them with joy without coming across like happy go lucky? Like, Oh, it's no big deal. Just be joyful. Like, how do you, how do you manage that in those mm-hmm. situations with, with friends or. Um, <coughs> so I hear that as like a two sided question. Like how do I continue to sit in joy and how do I share it almost? Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can answer one or both. doesn't matter. Okay. That's a good question. I don't know that I've, like, tried to verbalize that. So hmm. here we go. Do you want to try now? verbally process. All right. Um, to continue to experience it. And there have been a, a few moments in, like, this last week, that moment was, like, 36 hours where I didn't feel joy Mm. and I didn't I wasn't choosing it very well I've I felt a peace Mm. but I could tell there was like an anxiousness or an anger that I was allowing to um bury my joy and I it doesn't totally surprise me because the trip I just took was to my grandpa's memorial service so I think I partially expected some of the grief the grief and the grieving process to affect my attitude um, and to have to choose joy and peace in like a different sort of way. Cause I, over the last year to two, I've been sitting with a lot of people in a lot of grieving situations, but this is the first time in that span of time it's hit me like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so having to choose it for yourself is a little different than having to choose joy in the midst of sitting in someone else's sorrow with them. Yeah. Um, and I feel like God's given me great peace in that. And that was a part of the joy. I feel like joy and peace are often, Mm. they come together. Um, because if I'm at peace and trusting who God is and listening to his voice, that's often with a humility that leads me to a contentment or a Thanksgiving. I just feel like joy so much comes in the like, no matter what, it's going to be okay because God's in control. Hmm. And that that's a trust, like believing that and choosing to sit in it. That's a humility, knowing I'm not in control. Um, the contentment with that being like, no matter what, I can choose to be content with much or with little in any situation like Paul talks about in the New Testament. That in this total surrender is a peace and a joy that's just... God's word says in his presence, there's the fullness of joy. So a part of me choosing joy is to choose to be in his presence. Um, 
and like be aware of his presence and like being in the word, like tangibly reading the word on purpose, um, listening to the word, listening to worship music. Um, when I could so easily listen to other music, which is fun. And it's fun to dance to those things with the kids sometimes. But like, I've, I've just been really aware. It's been about a year now, more so than ever about what I'm putting inside my head. Um, and TV shows or movies or lack thereof now that I'm not spending time in. Like where I'm putting my time is truly affecting what I see and think about and believe in the way the attitude of my heart is postured in, um, like not choosing to be on social media. Like I have found myself clicking on things more often lately because I felt like I needed to have a social media presence again. I don't know if I want to say had to, but that God was saying that was okay with some things that, um, yeah, like we were posting about, like including the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find myself like almost habitually from old habits, like clicking on it and starting to scroll. Like, what am I even doing? Like, I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm doing. But that immediately can start a comparison list, even mm. if it's subconsciously. Um, so I really try intentionally to to not do that. Um, though I have found myself probably in this grieving process, like. Mm. Uh, you know, like searching for the coping mechanism of yeah. like surrendering control. Um, and I've been doing a lot better with food. Like food used to be a huge coping mechanism. So I'm like the addictive personality that God is, you know, working on in me can easily jump to something else being what I go to, to like feel like I have control. Um, so I'm just curious if that's a part of it, but that starts a whole nother like comparison game that can steal joy. Um, Because when we're comparing, like, ourselves to other people, to their jobs, to what they earn, to their family and their past and their story and their success, like, there is a saying, comparison kills joy because it's true. Like, looking at whatever anyone else has and either puffing myself up because I'm better than them or I think I am or degrading myself or acting in frustration or negativity or complaining because I don't have what I wish Mm. I had. Yeah. Like... God has been ushering me into a place where I'm just choosing contentment, like loving who he's made me to be, accepting the place he has me in, um, even if that means other dreams had to die. Hmm. I don't even like saying it like that, but that's really how it felt. Like I really still wanted to move overseas at some point. Um, I would say up until even last year, and I didn't know that was still Hmm. inside me, but I found myself mourning it. Like, why am I still sad about this? Oh, it was like a dream. Like I wanted it so badly. And I don't know that I had fully let it go that I think fully surrendering that allowed me to be present, like being exactly where I am. And it doesn't mean I missed God's call in my life that he's, he's using me where I am right now, but it's trust. Like it just boils down to this new space of trust that I trust God and I trust his sovereignty and his power and his will. Um, I trust that he'll give me what I need that he fills me with his spirit, empowers me, gives me wisdom and discernment, that he forgives me when I fail, that he teaches me. Like, it's just, it's a walk of trust. And in that, I can choose this contentment and not compare, um, which brings great joy. But I do find myself in the moments where I'm lacking joy, it's when comparison is popping up or pointing fingers, man. Hmm. Complaining in the blame game can easily steal joy. Yeah. Like... As stupid as it is, like when 
I don't know, let's say you leave your clothes out. And I'm like, are you kidding me again? Immediately choosing that kind of mindset can just like take joy away instead of like choosing the gratitude of things. And that doesn't mean there aren't healthy boundaries and things that we have an expectation with each other in our marriage, but there is a heart posture where we love well and there's grace extended instead of like, you're never enough. That's never enough because I'm never enough because I believe God isn't enough. Like just really boils down to this contentment and who God is and like a trust in relationship with him. So um, to like deepen that trust or to continue to pursue full trust, I'm spending time in the word and in prayer and like listening to his voice and participating and learning things about him, like through reading other books and um, having conversations with with other people about him and obeying just when I'm hearing his voice, doing what it is he tells me to do, like that draws me closer to him. And there's a different kind of peace that comes when I obey, man. Um, but if I take all that into situations with me, I think that's a part of sharing it. When I can just sit in my own sorrow or the sorrow of, that someone else has and bring a spirit of peace with me, I think that ushers in joy for people. Mm. Um, even if they can't experience the feeling of it, but there's this, this depth in our relationship when we fully are surrendered and trust God and his plan and his will and his purpose, even to make beautiful things from broken things, Mm. even when death wasn't his plan, but he can bring new life from that. Or like death wasn't his plan, but the amount of time I just got to spend with different members of my family and have really good conversations and I didn't want to be in Texas for the reason I was in Texas and yet like I'm glad that God put me there when I can take that belief with me like people (coughs) can sense that Mm. like I would say my family knows there's something different about my spirit because I have deep peace and joy Um, I live in a freedom that I didn't used to. And that's like a testimony right there. Like you're not the same person who was like fearful and anxious and took everything personally and was like super sensitive. And, um, I can still be empathetic and emotive and present without taking things personally and making it about me and acting in fear and complaining. And, um, so I think just bringing the joy and the peace in my spirit, like, that comes from his spirit, like into situations is helpful. Um, but if I'm honest, every situation is different. So hmm. sometimes I feel the peace of like talking about joy in the midst of sorrow. And sometimes it's not the place or the time. Yeah. It's just literally being present yeah. and saying, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So I don't know that there's like a specific way I do things when I'm sitting with other people. Yeah. I do try to not just like say what I think I should say, like as a Christian or a pastor or whatever, Hmm. but genuinely listening to the Holy spirit. Cause some people need to hear a passage of scripture. Some people just need me to be completely silent and cry with them. Um, so that, joy in those circumstances, I really feel like um, whether or not the other person is experiencing it or choosing it, I just carry in with me and it becomes an example of, yeah, of who God is and what, what can be balanced with grief and hardship. 
and I, I'd say that more in the um, super deep grief moments. I think that there are other hard things that I can, like, jump into and be like, um, no, you're just choosing that. Like, you're choosing that mindset or you're choosing that kind of, like, heart posture that sits you in a place of, like, you're choosing not to choose joy. It, some, some of the hard places are actually calling people up into a, um, a higher spot. Like, you're actually choosing this and when it's not, like, a, a crisis or a, an emergency or a death yeah. situation. Um, and you could probably tell based off their, <coughs> excuse me, based off their vocabulary at that point, I would imagine, mm-hmm. like, at least for me, I can tell, like, when so much of my joy is stolen when I let my brain, like, go down all the rabbit trails. Sure, right? like, yeah. And then, <coughs> man, excuse me. <coughs> and then when my brain's doing that, I'm usually talking that way like mm-hmm. um, whether that's going to worst case scenario or playing out all the scenarios I know you love when I do that um, yeah, when I go down. <laughs> um, but I would just go down like all the scenarios and then it's like almost like logic trumps joy or anxiety trumps joy or fear trumps joy in those moments because of what I'm doing so it almost sounds like in those moments like you can hear it in people when they're not choosing mm-hmm. joy Mm-hmm. Again, when it's not necessarily like a more intense grief or mm-hmm. hardship, um, emergent hardship situation, but just more in general, like you're not choosing it. And I can tell by the way that you're talking or mm-hmm. what you're talking about and um, always comparing or complaining or whatever. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I think that vocabulary is huge. And depending on how long you've known someone and how much yeah. you've sat with them. Yeah, and that relational credibility. And- yeah, and you've you've seen them in different seasons and situations and maybe you've seen nothing change at all mm-hmm. or like actually I can tell your attitude's been different lately. Yeah. Um, whether that's positive or negative and like yeah. speaking into that or like <clears throat> I was recently talking to a friend who was like I've just been complaining more lately and I don't want to do that and I've been working on the, like the battle in my mind and mm-hmm. that sort of thing and then she immediately like said a comment where she was like kind of complaining complaining but not complaining like it was valid because it was about like the roads while it's snowing but I was like hey remember try not to complain and I felt like that was an okay space to say it in because like we know each other well we've sat with each other in a lot of things and I circled back around later and I was like I just wanted to let you know it's not that we can't have a preference of like I don't like I don't like driving when it's snowing either for like multiple reasons. So if it's snowing and I don't have to drive, I choose not to. But the posture of my heart in that is like I prefer not to instead of the immediately like not that this is what she did, but the like, oh, it's snowing. Are you kidding me? Of course it would be snowing. But that's like what's so easy to come back to for a lot of people that we don't even know we're not choosing joy because it's so natural to just be like, are you kidding me? Like we don't even know that that's complaining or that it's um degrading or even to ourselves or to our mindsets or to the people around us that like we're consistently good at looking for the things that aren't going well but truly like what you look for is what you're gonna find Hmm. and not in a name and claim it way but truly in a like if I'm looking for joy I will find it Hmm. because it's what I'm looking for it might be harder to find it at first until my brain is more used to like looking for it and finding it but I'm gonna find it like 
if I'm looking at things to be ticked off about, I'm going to find them. If I'm looking at ways for you to not be enough in my life, I'm going to find them. If I'm looking for all the ways friends reject me, I will find them. But if I'm looking for God's goodness, I'll see that or his Mm. blessing or his outpouring. Um, Even when things are hard, you'll see what you're looking for. That doesn't make it easy to go through. It can make it easier um, but it does make my spirit lighter in the midst of that. Mm. There is rest for my soul in the midst of that hardship because I'm believing and trusting and looking for mm. God yeah. to be at work um, and believing that he's bigger and more powerful than all of those things that are happening around me yeah. um, and giving him the glory for that as opposed to, quite honestly, giving my allegiance to anything that like I feel like should trump my attitude, you know? Um like, oh, the weather. Like, the weather's not in control. God's actually in control of the weather. And today he wanted it to snow. And, like, that's hugely helped my mindset um, yeah. with the snow in Michigan, where yeah. before it'd be like, oh, my gosh, it's cold. Like, yeah, but it's not as cold as it was yesterday. And actually, it's, like, a beautiful day to play in the snow. And um, we've talked about this before, but, like, having kids can help change mm-hmm. the way you see joy because the kids just don't care yeah. about so many things. And they find the smallest things, like, so much fun. Like, today we couldn't find Athelia's glove. She wanted to go outside. She wasn't angry about it. She was just like, hmm, where could it be? Hmm. Oh, we can't find it anywhere. Like, it'd be so easy for adults to be like, are you kidding me? Like, I told you to keep track of that. Like, we, it's just easy to lose joy. The older you get, the more you've experienced things, the more you've looked for hard things, the mm. more... Um, you want life to be easy for you or to be in control of dot, dot, dot. So I've just been really encouraged by, like, even watching our kiddos experience sheer joy in mm. the smallest of things. Yeah. Like a pink Starburst wrap <coughs> because it's pink. Athelia yeah. doesn't want to throw pink anything away, including trash. Because yep. it's special to me. <laughs> and as silly as that might be, like, she's finding joy yeah. in the color of a piece of trash. Yeah. So that's yeah, when we went outside today, um, I had Hagen in my arms and then I thought it was following me. I was like, what do you want to do? Like we're out in the snow. What, what is it you're wanting to do? And then she just kind of like stared at me for a few seconds. And then she just like slow fell to the ground, like almost like to like a push up position, but then she just like fell face down into the snow then rolled over and started making a snow angel. But it was just so funny the way she just, like, stared at me. And then she's, like, falling. Uh, and she just wanted to literally be in the snow. Like, that was the first thing she wanted to do. I just wanted to jump in the snow, face first, roll over, make a snow angel. It was awesome. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And it really does, like... I think it can baffle people when people have that kind of joy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's almost confusing in our culture. Yeah, or it can tick people off. And I think it ticks people off because they're like, are you kidding me? You have that much joy. My life is so hard. Yeah. Yeah, but their life is actually hard too. Mm-hmm. They're just choosing to endure it differently. And if I'm real, that's the way I'd want to do my life. It's mm-hmm. like enduring hardships with a light spirit that doesn't mean I might love everything that's happening, but I trust God to carry me through it and to give me what I need. And 
choosing an attitude about it helps to posture my heart in the direction I'm going to head for that mm. day. So even if I'm not getting great sleep, like, yeah, but I have amazing kids who are waking me up. Um, and God gives me what I need and he satisfies me in the morning with his unfailing love. So I can rejoice and be glad all of my days. I can rejoice and be glad even when I'm ticked off because I'm tired. Like there's something to rejoice in. Um, and it's that he satisfies us, but I have to choose to let him do that. I have to choose to allow him to be enough and allow my life to be beautiful because it is. Um, so I think I don't know. There's just so many layers, I think, to choosing joy. And I don't want anyone to discount this as like, well, that's stupid. Like, I can't do that. My life is so dot, dot, dot. Like, I challenge you to like try it. Yeah. Try it for, I'd say at least a week, but I'd also want to say like 21 days. Like, make it a habit. Yeah. Do it so consistently. New dad actually says 45 days. For, do it for 45 it's days. Great. I just found, heard that this week. Oh, that's fascinating. But, I can't remember if I mentioned this on another podcast in the last few weeks or not, um, or if I've just had conversations with people about it, but is the, like at the end of every day doing like a remembrance log of Mm. like, when was I joyful today? Yeah. And what was happening? Or like, what was the best part of my day and what was happening when that happened and how Mm. did I feel? And when was the hardest part of my day? What was Mm. happening? How did I feel? Um, And I was doing that the other day. And I was like, yeah, well, the worst part of today was, like, this moment, which was probably, like, I don't know, we'll just say an hour or whatever, when I wasn't choosing joy. Mm. I was just, like, I don't even remember what it was, but I my attitude had shifted, yeah. and I didn't like that. And I was like, I can choose. But it, that's actually, like, the hardest jumping off point is to just start choosing. Like, when you're going cliff jumping, like, into a huge lake and you're at the edge, you know, and you step off, and I, like, I hate that moment. I hate the moment of, like, <laughs> getting up enough courage to actually jump because I'm not sure if my legs are going to push me far enough. I don't know if I'm going to hit my head on the rocks on my way down because I didn't jump out far enough. And the fall in between, like, it's kind of like you can't catch your breath and yet, like, you're <laughs> elated. But it's that getting to the point where you're actually jumping off and you're like, yes, I did it. Like, choosing a new way of thinking even if you've been choosing it, but like all of a sudden today, like you're just ticked off about something. It can feel so easy to be like, no, I'm not saying sorry. I'm not doing this. I don't want to choose a different attitude. Like it's so easy to be in a a mindset of like, no, I'm not going back to that. And sometimes I feel like for me, that's this wall of like, I don't want to begin to experience joy again. Like either I don't deserve it Hmm. or um, that means that I'd be like saying that this is okay, whatever mm-hmm. this is, you know, um, or be saying that what I just did was okay. Mm. When instead, like it actually shows mercy and like forgiveness and grace to choose a different attitude and to move forward and to say like, man, I'm sorry. And to change your attitude. Yeah. Like you can be consistent in choosing joy in the same way you could be consistent in choosing negativity yeah. or manipulation sure. or emotional like havoc um, it's just, what are we going to choose? Emotional havoc. That was good. Thank you. So. Cool. Yes. Well, any last thoughts before we wrap up today? I have so many thoughts, but I should probably be done. Cause like I said, this would go, this could go on for a while. So okay. maybe at some point we'll just do another one. Okay. With maybe more specifics into something. I don't know. All right. Cause I, I'm learning a lot about it right now. So I'm yeah. sure I'll have more to share. Yeah, for sure. 
as life continues to unfold. Awesome. <coughs> well, excuse me one more time for that cough. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. Yeah. Uh, we hope, truly hope that um, you get to experience joy. I think this one's so hard for me in a, in a lot of ways because I've, I like to figure things out. I let mm. my own brain get in the way. Um, but just, man, that the peace of God, like you said, joy and peace, so often are interconnected, just that the peace of God would fill our hearts and our minds and we get to experience His joy through that. Mm. Well, thanks, everybody. Yeah. Hope you have an awesome week. We'll talk to you next time. See ya.